Welcome to Dinger Derby, the only podcast completely devoted to Texas Tech baseball. Join your host, Keith Patrick, every week for team news, guests, ranking updates, and game reports from opening weekend all the way through Omaha. We'll be hitting taters with the Red Raiders all season long. This is Dinger Derby. Welcome into Dinger Derby, the only podcast devoted 100% to Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. I'm your host, Keith Patrick, and we're back with a special edition of Dinger Derby. This is not a baseball episode. It is a special crossover event with the 23 Personnel Podcast, Guns Up Nation, and the Ramblin' Raiders. We got together earlier this week, the Monday night actually, before Texas Tech beat Louisville in Madison Square Garden in basketball and just talked about a recap of what Texas Tech athletics and otherwise had looked like throughout the year. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good times getting together with a bunch of guys that love Texas Tech from all different eras of this university sports history. So we'll kick that one off here for you and be on the lookout in your feed next week. There'll be a two-part episode, a fall report that we recorded with Dr. Mike Gustafson and George Watson, a couple of super fans and Texas Tech baseball insiders, talking everything about this team's roster, schedule, and other things that have gone on here over the fall and summer. So be on the lookout for that. Without further ado, here is our special crossover episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a really special and neat edition of a mashup of several podcasts. Uh, this is Keith Abbott, and I'm just basically going to be the MC for the evening. We have four very special guests on our podcast, and I want to go around and introduce each one of them and let them talk a little bit about what their particular podcasts are and something that's unique about those podcasts. And and we came up with this idea because, you know, there's there's a lot of neat support for Texas Tech out there. And I frankly love each one of these podcasts very much. I listen to them weekly, uh, or at least whenever baseball season is, Keith. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I, I've just really enjoyed it. And I just thought, you know, a couple of months ago, I'm like, man, we need to have a, a, just a cross-pollination thing. There's, there's enough days in the week that we can all have have some good listens and hopefully some good laughs from listeners and enjoy and, and, and just have some good banter back and forth. So really appreciate you all coming on. We have the Ramblin' Raiders, Dinger Derby, 23 Personnel, and Guns Up Nation podcast. And I will start with actually probably the smartest guy on this podcast because he's decided to niche his show. <laughs> and so he, he has seasons that he can jump in and can take a break here and there. So Dinger Derby, Keith Patrick, welcome, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me again, guys. Man, it's always good to talk to you. Tell us a little bit about Dinger Derby. Tell us about your goal with the show, what what your plans are for the future for the season. Yeah, so I just uh, I enjoy tech baseball, and it's always been kind of a number one for me. Uh, actually, my brother-in-law played baseball at Tech, so even back to my undergrad days, uh, you know, when he was dating my sister and stuff, just kind of being – excited about the program and paying attention even you know in the in the rough years and um i just kind of noticed looking around i listened to a lot of good podcasts more and more tech podcasts coming out but just news about baseball was hard to get you know even yeah i listened to every national pod and you know you just kind of waited for like a little mention of tech and i would get mad i'd call them out on twitter when they didn't <laughs> give tech any love or anything you know they, they I, there was a time where tech was in their top five and they skipped over them and didn't talk about them talk about the top 25 ignored tech so oh, i just thought you know what forget it I'm going to do it myself and uh, started Dinger Derby last year and went through the whole season and uh, actually just recorded yesterday with a couple guys, do a little bit of a fall report. Awesome. Uh, but you're right. It's nice having 
one sport to focus on <laughs> kind of one one set of relationships one you know season that I'll that I'll record through and then I get to take a little bit of a break although I'm also like the 23 personnel guys I'm part of staking the planes and do a little bit of writing there and I post the podcast there and um, have kind of called it home for a little over a year now yeah and really that's how I came to know you is through the 23 personnel podcast so kind of kind of fun and and you've been on um, several episodes in a former podcast life that we had and really glad to get you back on and, and visit with you again and appreciate you being part of this mashup man yeah it's it's a crossover man absolutely it's a big event, it's a big event. <laughs> everybody's everybody's doing it these days that's right awesome. thousands of listeners that's right that's right <laughs> i mean we're gonna at least have one so it's good so yeah. it's probably gonna be me but that's okay so okay so we're gonna pass it on to jackson griffin the rambling raiders podcast what's up my man Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. We we said we were going to start this show off in style, so we we've got a soundbite that we have to hear to make this right. If we're listening to a Ramblin' Raiders podcast, am I right? Yes, absolutely, and it's it's something that you know we are proud of, and I don't know, it's it's everybody pods differently, but I'm happy to be on here with you guys, and I'll say cheers. There it is. There nice. it is. Now the, the signature pop. <laughs> That's right. Now we're re- now we're real. And according to your Twitter, the over under on this pop is five. So yeah, I got I got four to go. So I better I better start hurrying. Better get up. going. <laughs> yeah, I'm thirsty now after hearing that. I know, right? We're gonna <laughs> yeah. take a break. We'll be back in five. No, I'm kidding. So so Jackson, tell us a little bit about Ramblin' Raiders. How this thing got started, and and kind of what your specialty is. You've got a lot of neat things going on over there. So so share with us. Yeah, you know it's it was something that uh, my buddy Nick and I recent uh, Texas Tech graduates thought of um, after he he was he graduated two years after I did and moved to the Houston area and the way my work schedule gets lined up I have five months of pretty you know I'd say an intense workload here at the Capitol in Austin and then the rest of the year I mean a year and a half I can't complain it's really the best schedule you could ask for but it's extremely boring during the interim it's, it's a downtime and so you know, I was listening to different Texas Tech podcasts. I had also listened to 23 Personnel. And, you know, I have to admit, you know, to Keith that I'm I'm not as big of a baseball guy. But I have listened to Dinger Derby since, and I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I'm uh, kind of a fair-weather baseball fan. As soon as Tech got good at baseball, all of a sudden I became a diehard college baseball fan. So, <laughs> hey, man, uh, why not? Yeah, so, That's when but, I became know, a basketball fan. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You just kind of switched over. Yeah, you and me switched places there. It's uh, but So I, I was listening to 23 Personnel and some of these other podcasts and uh, thought it was interesting and was and would be something that would be fun to you know have as a hobby and, and get started. And so Nick and I just you know bought some equipment and kind of just winged it going into it. You know, didn't really have a – uh, an idea of what we were doing and you know we're kind of the new kid on the block I know 19 episodes in but we've really enjoyed it and I think we have a pretty good structure to kind of what we're doing and so it's been a lot of fun it's it's a light-hearted fun show and I enjoy oh, yeah. it I enjoy it I mean lot, you know so. you know whenever we're popping tops it's it's gonna be it's uh, gonna be good not quite that professional and the more <laughs> pops top the funner it is I'm telling exactly, you exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's good stuff so we're, we're glad that we're glad you're on and we're we're glad that we're getting to have some of our listeners listen to and introduce them, themselves to y'all's show and and vice versa so it's really good so and we also have Michael McDonald of the 23 Personnel Podcast. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Michael. Tell us a little bit about the show, how it started, and what things are doing over there. Hey, guys. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. Yes, uh, this project, actually, the 23 Personnel Podcast, was really the brainchild of Spencer Rogers. Uh, he wasn't able to make it tonight, so y'all are stuck with me. But We'll take it. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it was 
a little bit after the national championship game in 2018, he finally pulled the trigger on it. He'd been thinking about doing it, and the way he likes to tell everyone is that he roped me into it. But <laughs> I think I've got the easy part because he does all of the technical stuff, and pretty much I just have to be there with a few thoughts, some very cold takes, and a couple of stats. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a fun ride. You know, we've we're over 160 episodes right now. I've been going about a year and a half. Uh, try to cover everything. You know, ranging from worst Thanksgiving food to uh, if you think Tech's going to be an eight seed in the tournament this year and uh, in March, uh, we kind of cover everything in between. So, uh, if you guys like to check us out, we're at Twenty Three Personnel on Twitter, and Personnel is spelled with two N's and one L. I keep having to learn this over and over. <laughs> uh, you can follow Spencer at Punts Suck. He feels very strongly about punts. <laughs> Apparently. Does not care style. for them. <laughs> and uh, you could follow me at Michael underscore LBK. And uh, we just kind of, we, we've, we've known each other through Staking the Plains website, which uh, Keith's also a part of. And, and uh, we have been contributors there for years. Yeah. And he'd been kicking around this idea. So, we're we're glad to get it going, and we're appreciative to you guys having us on. Oh, it's it's nothing about appreciative. It's just a good mashup for the four of us to 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 be together. I'm real excited about this. So, and I tell you what, speaking of statistician, you were a beast on that last episode with all of the all of the season <laughs> stats. I'm blown away. So, so the other uh, podcast group that's on right now is Guns Up Nation podcast. We have our special guest Steve McKelkey. Steve, I'll turn it over to you. Sure. You know. Um, you know the the. I guess the evolution of the Guns of Nation podcast actually started about almost two years ago, if I recall correctly, and uh, as a uh, podcast called the Testoster Zone, yep. and uh, was a lighthearted <laughs> dudes uh, dude uh, focused um, uh, podcast, and then evolved into a brief stint as Fearless fans, and I guess what in in uh, September, yeah, Keith, September, yeah, uh, we united uh, with the uh, Guns of Nation fan page. And became the voice of the Guns of Nations. So we're very honored and happy to have that opportunity. Um, we have a lot of great guests on. We've had uh, Kurt Langford, the Texas Tech Alumni Association president and CEO on. A lot of prosperous alumni, Rich Redmond, who's the drummer for Jason Aldean Band. Uh, we you know, we talk a lot of tech sports. We're not very good at it. We don't get into the deep <laughs> stats or anything. We usually talk about how we hope they can win, and then they let us down again. And all yeah. that good stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, we've had a great uh, show of Dr. <laughs> Miller from the Meat Judging Team. Yeah, so, um, that was a great one. So uh, a lot of great shows out there. We cer- certainly appreciate all those that are listening to us and playing along with the Pick 5 Challenge and the soon-to-be yeah. uh, Bowl Game Challenge and all that stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it, and I'm glad to be talking to the rest of y'all. Yeah, it was kind of fun. You know, That's kind of when I thought about this this show. The just It's all about Texas Tech, but it's in different ways. You know, Keith's – I mean, I don't know a better statistician on baseball than Keith Patrick, so I love watching listening to the Dinger Derby through the season. Um, and then, like I said, the – the Ramblin' Raiders, the lighthearted fun, but they, you still, I mean, you guys pay a lot of attention to detail with all of the different sports, not just football. Um, in fact, it was, <laughs> it was your episode where you were talking about the meat judging team national championship where I was like, Oh man, I got to talk to Dr. Miller. I hadn't talked to him in a while. So it oh, was yeah. good. And, um, and then again, when 23 personnel comes on, those guys are statistician beasts when it comes to football. In fact, our last, last episode was just so great with the stats that they had. And so we listened to all of those and we decided, you know, 
instead of just doing sports and, and kind of reinventing what you all do really well, we wanted to say, let's, let's look at other parts of the campus. Let's talk about admissions. Let's talk about the cheer and palm squad. Let's talk about the meat judging team and, and the and alumni association. And, and we've, you know, it's kind of just done different things there. Pretty fun. So, um, I'm really excited that, that all of all different podcasts are on here with that can really specialize in different areas of Texas Tech. And that's the fun part is we all support one thing, which is Texas Tech, and we're excited about that. So uh, appreciate you all being on. Um, so as again, I'm the MC for the night. So what we have are basically four questions, and I'm going to, to to avoid a traffic jam, <laughs> I'm going to kind of just ask the question. I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, to one person in particular or one of the podcasts in particular, and then um, after they're done, we'll get some feedback from the rest of y'all. So um, first question I have is, and, and, and this is basically a recap of 2019. So I'm going to start with you, Jackson. So what do you think was this year's biggest success at Tech? Yeah, uh, Keith, for me, that's, uh, you know, it really comes down to two things. Um, you know, both of them, I'd say, are, are special to me. You know, basketball, just for the reason, uh, I think I mentioned that earlier, that you know, I played a little bit collegiately, and and uh, before I got into politics, which I have serious regrets about now. Uh, <laughs> you know, every single topic or conversation you go into with that never ends well. But uh, I wanted to be a basketball coach, and uh, I grew up the the son of a coach, and so I've I've always had a really you know soft spot for basketball. And in my lifetime, you know, I've grown up a, a diehard Texas Tech fan from as the early, you know as early as I can remember. If you would have told me. You know, at any point that we would have in my lifetime would make it to a national championship in basketball, I would have told you you were crazy. You know, I would have <laughs> I would have literally never believed that. For and sure. So yeah, and so for uh, and, and you know, and Chris Beard's uh, third year for him to be able to accomplish that feat was just. And I actually, uh, Nick and I, my brother Lane, got to go to the the first game in, oh, Minna- nice. uh, in Minneapolis against Michigan State. Ba- uh, basically, broke the bank. You know, it was worth it. <laughs> totally worth it for that uh, for that first game, and then had to come back on Monday. But uh, I just that atmosphere was so electric in the downtown scene in Minneapolis. I, it's something I'll never forget, and I think was just truly special. Um, and then quickly, I'll, I'll just touch on the second thing. You know, I mentioned I work in politics here at the state level in Austin at the Capitol, and this is something that I feel like somewhat goes by the wayside. I know at least with students and probably uh, some of the younger tech fans, but people don't realize that the Texas Tech vet school yeah is a huge deal and and the amount of time and effort that was put into that by the you know government affairs division at Texas Tech and the team that they have I mean I gotta give hats off to them if I, I need to go grab another beer so I can pop a top you should That's what I usually do to celebrate them but I mean the work that those uh, men and women put into going up here and or coming up here I should say and lobbying legislature for the you know for for the appropriations that they needed you know and, and to get that get that put in the budget huge it was a it was a hard-fought battle and you know i'll end it with by saying you know all my uh friends and co-workers up here that are you know ag diehard aggies all we heard was at the beginning of the session was it'll never happen there's no way what john right. sharp wants he gets he you know he runs his state a and m ut blah 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 and it was just like it was the farthest thing from reality to them. And the fact that we were able to crush it and get it done was just a slap in the face. And and it, it, you know, it made for a lot of fun, happy hours with those guys. I bet it did. I bet it did. Steve, Keith, Michael, what's, what's your thoughts? Any others? Um, I'll jump in really quick. I mean, I think basketball is, is 
definite. And I agree with Jackson. I mean, the vet school is huge. I'm pretty involved in a lot of different things around Lubbock. I did a couple lobby days down there and um, just around enough to know what a big deal it was, you know, as far as across the state and statewide politics. But I don't want to forget about, of course, baseball. I'm always going to want to talk about it. It was the best season in tech baseball history. It's easy to look at another College World Series trip, but winning two, getting into that Final Four was a big deal too. But yeah. um, I think track and field was huge. Oh, big and uh, it's funny today. Mm-hmm. I actually read the uh, the letter that uh, was put on Red Raider Sports uh, after the Texas loss, you know, from a booster. And I, I read through that today, and it talked a little bit about track and field. And um, I kind of popped off on our Staking the Plains chat about that because I was frustrated because Wes Kitley came to Texas Tech the same year I did. My sister ran track at Tech, and I've seen that program grow and build. And I, for one, am appreciative of seeing how much Kirby Hocutt and the administration has put into non-revenue sports and Olympic sports and given them – recruiting budgets and um, opportunities and staff and facilities and all that kind of stuff. And that paid off right there. I mean, there's, there's a national championship and I don't remember uh, many times as a Texas tech fan that I felt more kind of just pure joy than sitting there for that 45 minutes on Twitter and becoming (laughs) like a super track fan, you know, (laughs) and constantly sharing and updating as they went, you know, event by event. And then the fact that they're sitting there watching a kid, you know, toss that that's going to end up winning the title you know this guy that was was basically a nobody and had just worked his tail off for the red raiders i thought that was cool and that was a great great moment for the university oh totally agree totally agree steve michael anything else yeah i guess you think about yeah basketball was great and and i'm also a huge basketball fan and I, i still lament culver throwing up that three pointer with a little less than a minute left because we he didn't need it up that shot but i'm starting to get past that now um <laughs> it sounds like it <laughs> you look at the the just everything that's happened on campus from from all the variety of sports success the academic success to the uh spirit team success and you know just all the great things i i, I would be challenged to to ask anybody to find a school that competes better than us overall and uh if that school exists i don't know who they are and uh, it's it's amazing just the the culture that's on the tech campus, just the uh, the continuous results and great things that always happen in Lubbock. Agreed. And you know, to me, that's that's our big success. We're not just a great football team. Well, we're not right now, but we're not just a football school. <laughs> Shape of things and, to come, uh, my man. So yeah, yeah. give us a couple of years, right? Yeah. All right, Michael, what's up? Yeah, well, I had to. I wanted to throw football in there somehow because. I couldn't help but notice we all neglected it there and uh, for, for probably pretty obvious reasons. But I wanted to talk a little bit. One of the highlights for me was, uh, was our boy Pat Mahomes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Taking the Patriots to overtime and yeah. just, just barely uh, missing a trip to the Super Bowl in his first yeah. year as a yeah. starter. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, his campaign last year, MVP, uh, his stats were just unreal. He's he's doing it again this year. Not I don't think they're quite as dominant as they were. Of course, he missed a few games from from an injury, but the native son, the yeah, uh, yeah. spokesperson of McGavick Nissan, is making us all <laughs> very proud. And I I think that's one way we can kind of throw a little bit of football in on this on this really well, successful year across the board for uh, yeah. Tech athletics. What a great ambassador for Tech yeah. too. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. agreed, oh, man. And yeah, and a little redemption for him with the Patriots this last weekend, right? So that's right. Not a bad Thank thing. Goodness. 
Yeah. All right. So all right, that's the best success we've had or the biggest success in our opinions we've had this year. So uh, Keith, we'll start with you on this one. What was your biggest surprise this year? I did want to say while I while I stall, I wasn't aware that Patrick Mahomes played football. He was a baseball player. That's so. right. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming from Dinger Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Only you would say that. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm yeah. You know, going back to football, I I didn't know that we'd make a bowl game this year, but um I, I have to give Wells a lot of credit. Despite the struggles of this team, they played a heck of a lot smarter with a lot less talent on the field than I think a lot of us expected them to. And um the last couple games sort of just made you crazy. But, um, you know, really the first four or five weeks, you're like, okay, this is a much smarter team. They execute better. And and to me, that's the early indicator that, that, that Wells is a good hire. And I don't know how the rest of y'all feel about that. But, you know, I just think that, you know, he, he made the most out of the talent that was available to him, knowing very well that, you know, it may not be a bowl season for us. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give him credit for that. It was, it was a nice surprise. Um in a frustrating sort of way. Yeah, so many close ones. Yeah. What Jackson, Keith, um, Michael, what's I, your thoughts? I'm trying to think. I guess I probably should have saved the vet school one for this, yeah. this question. <laughs> I am also surprised I, that we got I, the vet school. I, yeah, there you I, go. I about to say, I, I, I'll admit, you know, as much as I boast now and, and, you know, pound my chest about how we got it done, I will, like, coming into it, I, I was a little bit skeptical. Um, you know, as Michael Scott says, I'm, I wasn't uh, superstitious. I was a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, with with if we were actually going to be able to get that done, there was a lot of talk and chatter on it. But just the moving pieces and really the uphill battle, what it was yeah. going to take to do, uh, and all the individuals that got brought in on it from you know different agencies and whatnot. So that was special. And then another pleasant surprise that I haven't gotten to test out yet because unfortunately I didn't get to make it to any Texas Tech games this year. Um, I made the UT game last year, but kind of towards the middle there, I was looking at going to maybe TCU or K State, and it just Ended up falling through, but how about um, at the Jones selling some some beer now, there some liquor, go. right? That that is surprising. <laughs> that, I mean, that's something I would have loved to have in college, but you and know, did any of us ever expect that to ever happen? Right? I, I, I was skeptical, you know, with, with the way fans are in Lubbock. I, I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the rest of guys, but you know, Keith Abbott and I, we had to drive out to the strip to buy beer. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was a, I was a strip kid. Yep, we were stripped. Strip associates as well. The strip associates. <laughs> associates. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think it wasn't that far removed. So I've got a, I've got a negative surprise. Oh, let's hear it. Um, I, I and I think it's proof that that idiocy still exists. And uh, you know, I love tech and I want everything to be perfect, sunshines and rainbows. But they're still stupid people. Um, oh, firing yeah. Bob Duncan <laughs> was uh, was an oh, idiotic oh, thing man. to happen. Texas oh, Tech. Man. And I think Chancellor Mitchell's great, and I think he's doing a great job and, you know, huge feather in the cap. A couple. I mean, because he not only got the vet school, but the dental school went through as well But um, for El Paso. But, man, Robert yeah. Duncan, a guy that served this area and Texas Tech for so long, and, man, that was a raw deal. And it, just by just by appointed shills, you know, that, oh, man. that really just didn't represent what the university needed, I think. Yeah, that's a good call. No, that yeah. is. I, I actually, for uh, it seems like so long ago from the legislative season that that happened. But no, I, I mean that that was one of those things that really blew up in the the certain individuals that were on the border regions that you know pursued that avenue. I think it kind of the backlash was a lot more significant oh, yeah. than they figured it would be. And uh, you know, I'm uh, yeah, it's losing a guy, uh, or I should say, losing an ambassador 
like Robert Duncan after all he's done for the area, for the school, and just uh, as a senator, you know, I mean, he he has a, a great track record and yeah i agree actually it's again i just it's hard to i can't believe that that was not that long ago you know tell you what proud moment though of him getting that yeah. standing ovation at the groundbreaking oh, yeah. so yeah. Kudos. kudos so Any, anything else michael uh yeah i I was actually surprised I, okay i guess i can kind of say i called it but not really i thought that tech had the talent to make at least the elite eight possibly the final four i thought they were gonna get oh, hung yeah. up by duke and of course, Duke. Right. You know, they they went away before Tech even had to face them. But what surprised me the most was how thoroughly and efficiently Chris Beard's teams demolished these teams oh, on yeah. the way to the Final Four. I mean, we're talking. No doubt, it, it wasn't yeah. just oh, they just buzzer beater after buzzer beater. They beat Michigan sixty three to forty four. You know they they beat Michigan State by ten. They you know they beat Buffalo by twenty. They were just plowing people over on the way there. So I I was nervous before every single game. And the yeah. thing that just always blew my mind was when this game would start and just slowly but surely you'd look up. Tech would be up ten. They'd be up fifteen. Yeah. They'd be up twenty five or something, and you know someone would make a run and, and kind of make it look a little closer. So that was probably what surprised yeah. me the most was. The fact that they dominated every single team, you know, Gonzaga was the closest game up until obviously Virginia, but that just blew me away yeah. how effective that defense was. I just remember looking at the Michigan halftime score, going, "Is that real?" Right? Yeah. It didn't seem <laughs> right. it didn't seem fair. Yeah. You almost felt sorry for him just for just for a tiny tiny second. <laughs> you almost felt sorry for him. Almost never Very feel quickly. sorry for Michigan again. <laughs> no. Um, not after baseball. Right? Yeah, right. So think back, though. Think back to that Duke game in December and just the way you felt when all of a sudden they're up 10 and they're just rolling. You know, you're just oh. dominating those guys. And I, Tech hadn't quite learned how to finish yet, I think. Uh, right. But that, what the way they played most of that game, the fear on Mike Shashevsky's face, that was what yeah. they did to people yeah. in the tournament. You know, oh, yeah. you yeah. saw that you saw the beginning of it there. I mean, imagine how feel. Just remember back to how surprised I remember. I was oh, yeah. cooking dinner in my kitchen, like watching it on my laptop, thinking like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tech was up yeah. by one at halftime against Duke, and then it kind of unraveled in the, what the last five, seven minutes or something. I think it was three it was, minutes, maybe even. Maybe it yeah. may have been closer than that. Yeah, I would I would say that game is when you you saw kind of how special that team was and what they were going to be capable of doing. I hope we hope you know that's that's a year ago and we've got what we've got the big Louisville game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're recording yeah. this on a Monday yeah. night, so man, let's hope we can do some good things there. You so. know, def- definitely as talented as a team as last year's team. So uh, you know, this, this this year's team just needs to learn to work together a little bit better and uh, yeah. get that team work yeah. together. But the talent, I mean, Jemias Ramsey is just a beast. And I really like Holyfield. So, I mean, we got some key players out there that I think can take us long into the tournament, but we've got to play well tomorrow to get that going. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Good call. Good call. Okay. So, I'm going to turn this one over to you, Michael. Uh, What do you think was your biggest disappointment this year? Okay. Let's see. Where do I start? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, with the statistician, just use, yeah, use Matt Wells hire for every one of your answers, Michael. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you really, you really have a little thing there. Le- leaving so, yeah. Holgerson on the tarmac was my biggest. Yeah. No, um, I, I think, I think the fact that, you know, I predicted 
I in in maybe not predicted, more anticipated that Tech would win five games in football this year. Uh, I think most folks saw that it was going to be a bit of a struggle, kind of a rebuild. Uh, I think that's where we were headed, and most agree with that. But it was a little disappointing to miss that mark and to miss them so closely uh, with a couple of – I don't want to say each game had a you know a certain play that, that ruined it, but – you know, punting late in the game against Kansas, um, you know, just, just some kind of decisions towards the, the end of the wire in some of these games on fourth downs, running some fake field goals, uh, right. some, some other things that didn't seem to be the most effective solution at that point. You know, if, if it's fourth and three, it just run the ball. You've been running the ball, averaging five yards a carry that day or whatever it was. But uh, I think that's kind of what disappointed me the most was that, that we ended up on the wrong side of all those close games. And I, I feel like there were a couple of, of semi easy decisions from my admittedly very comfy quarterbacking chair uh, <laughs> that could have altered the outcome of those games. So that was probably my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Gotcha. Keith, what do you think? Um, uh, for it's I got to go to baseball on that. It was two losses to Michigan in the College World Series. I mean, a team that you had swept in Lubbock earlier in the season and just yeah. just bodied, and you go up there and you lose one five to three, and it's frustrating. But you reel two off against great teams, and you feel pretty good, and then you just get just just demolished fifteen to three and and exit. And there's just no moral victory in that. That was just pure disappointment. There wasn't. Uh, you were out of pitching, and they they just they just destroyed you. And um, I was talking to to. Gus the other day, Mike Gustafson, and he was saying that they had their uh, college baseball Hall of Fame stuff in Baton Rouge this year, and he was talking to Coach Backich, and he, to his credit, was just saying, man, coming to Lubbock and just getting smoked by the Red Raiders is what turned the season around for them. It showed oh, it cool. showed them what a College World Series team looked like, how they behaved, how they played, what the you know the atmosphere was like, that kind of thing, and, and it kind of focus them. So I guess that's great. I mean, you go, you can't smoke teams anymore because you're going to turn them into your, you know, your own worst enemy, I guess, later on. But right. man, that was a, uh, that was a rough one. And that, that's one that those that just leaves you desperate to, to be back and, and change that, that taste that's in your mouth. Cause it, it was an ugly one. Agreed. Agreed. What do you think Jackson? Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, going back, to, to what Michael's talking about just real quick anytime you go four and eight obviously and and you know I'm not off on Matt Wells I think he's a great you know leader has shown uh, the ability to lead and motivate and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where we can go but anytime you go four and eight that's going to be tough and especially losing to Kansas I'm not going to lie that one stuck with me for a while it's just I know it's an improved team under less miles but i uh, you know, like you were saying, Michael, I think late in the game, there's just, there was some questionable calls there. Again, you know, being the armchair quarterback that uh, that that we tend to have to be as fans, but you know that one was rough. But I actually, I want my main uh, negative of 2019, which is it, it's kind of uh, bittersweet, but losing to Virginia in the national championship yeah, game, yeah. man, in OT, that. Uh, that's Ugh. just a game that you look at and you say, not only were we there and we competed with them, but we we should have won that game. Yeah, well, well, yeah I'll I say mean, drain yeah. those free throws, and I thought that was it. Oh, yes. oh it was it was one shining moment. It was it was a match made in heaven. It was perfect. It was beautiful. Oh, that absolutely. was a movie. 
That's it. That's how you end the movie. The senior drains the free throws. Everyone yeah. comes, carries him off the court. Nope. Nope. And you're just uh, sitting there, you know, saying, if anything, I mean, I don't know. There, there's different uh, thoughts, thought processes on this. Do you foul and try to get it to Moretti and play the small ball free throw game? Or do you, you know, the, the, the last thing you can do is give, a, give up a, a three, and not only a three, but to their guy who's been shooting it lights out in that yeah. game, Hunter. And it just – uh, you know, you feel for the players and, and the community as a whole, Texas Tech community, they just – that was such a magical run and such a special time. The buzz and the atmosphere around uh, Red Raider Nation was great. And, I mean, honestly, if we would have won, it might have been a blessing in disguise because Lubbock could have burned to the ground that night. I mean, we, we might not have a school anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> Broadway wouldn't have any more bricks, I guarantee you. Oh, Yeah. The kids would be rising from the ashes on Broadway. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, what a heartbreak! Yeah, it was tough, Steve. I know you feel that way. Oh, yeah, I mean, Jet Jackson took the words in my mouth. I mean, I was a little <laughs> disappointed that Culver didn't shut down LeBron James last night, but uh, you know, that's that's I I would prefer that uh, LeBron never scored another point in the NBA. But uh, hey, yeah. that's not going to happen. Sh- shutting him down is a small task, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Culver could do it though, but no. I mean, the basket. That basketball game, I mean, I, I, I'm still just – I haven't recovered, I'll admit. I mean, I, I, I usually try not to let college-age kids uh, affect my happiness in life, but that basketball game ruined me for a while. And, uh, so. <laughs> to this day. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> you just can't get over it. You know? yeah, you and can't. I'm not a super basketball fan, but I was at the USA doing the big watch party in a, in a suite oh, with my man. buddy, and, uh, man, it was just brutal. Oh yeah, you know, just, I bet it was. Oh, I can only imagine the air was just sucked out of that place. Yeah. So fast. well, and what what was horrible? You know, they have the they have the big screens dropped way down. You know, so everybody's watching. Uh-huh. There's probably I don't know. There's maybe eight thousand people there, eight to ten, mm-hmm. something God, like that. Yeah. I don't know. That that may be too many. I don't know. But the all the students came down. They were ready to rush yeah. the court. Oh, you know, so and, and so everybody's man. down there, and then nope, go back to your seats. We're playing some more, and then oh, just yeah, more. yeah. Oh, you know, you know that that uh, whole game was a perfect mix of I can't believe we're there. Plus, I'm pissed off we lost, and uh, yeah. it's just <laughs> it's just the yeah, way it that was, team they battled back. You know, just like yes. I mean, they done all year, and, and it it was one of those things going into it. You know, the way Virginia got there, I said they're gonna, you know, if. If the odds tell you anything, they've they've struggled all the way here. This is the game they're going to go lights out, and of course they did. It never fails, and yeah, it never fails. And as a Tech fan, you just know it's going to happen to you. But they still battled back, and they grinded, and just the way they came. Like I said, you know, I, I forget the the timestamp. It was what uh, we were up three under twenty three. I mean, if you give me those odds and w- with Chris Beard and that defense, I'm just there's no way I think we lose that game. And unless yeah. they hit a prayer, which you know it wasn't a prayer, it was a wide open three, but. It kills you, man. Like you said, you you never want to rag on these, you know, on any college players and uh, in that regard. But it was just a, a tough pill to swallow. It was, but tell you what, talk about some legends. It'll be tech tech voices and names for years to come. Yeah. Pretty oh, awesome oh, group of guys. Oh yeah. Okay. Speaking of bright future, planting this seed for a bright future for basketball. Let's let's start with you, Steve. What what in the year twenty twenty? What's one thing you hope to have happen for tech? You know, I, this is an easy one. I, I I want us to have a football team we're proud of, and uh, you know we don't have to win the we don't have even have to compete for the conference championship. I just want to see us back in a bowl game, playing smart smart football, and and um, have a team that just keeps the fans in the stadium on Saturdays. And um, that's that's really it. That's just win football next year. Like it, like it. What do you what do you think, Michael? Man, that's kind of where I was headed too. Because 
we've highlighted all the other great aspects of the programs. They're they're in pretty good shape, guys. Uh, things oh, are yeah, things are all right sure. in the other programs. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's possible that people may be a little disappointed with the basketball team this year. I and I don't think they should be, but I think there's they they saw well. You know, Tech went to the national championship last year. They should do that every year, but. That's not what that's not what this team's going to be able to do. Uh, so I think it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> this year may be a little bumpy. <laughs> it's going to be fine, everybody. But really, just to piggyback on that, that Tech has to make a bowl game. They've they've got to be competitive in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to win more than one Big Twelve game at home. Yeah. Um, and and you know even that game, the Oklahoma State game was such a fluky game that was. Spencer Sanders, what other games are you going to turn the ball over five times? Um, so I, I think it was just kind of fortunate that that Tech walked away with that, and I'm sure Oklahoma State's thought that all year oh, as yeah. they're heading into their <laughs> Bulls matchup against the Aggies. So oh. I am um, I, I'm with you on that. I I think that you know football is of course the cash cow. It's the big it's the big show. It's what everyone's really wanting to uh, excel and and do better. And I can't help but just echo that that same feeling. I, I think it, at least a bowl game, and you know, just just because I question Matt Wells' coaching prowess on fourth down here and there, and <laughs> his inconsistencies there, I just wanted to go back and say it doesn't mean I'm not for the guy or anything like that. I I think he definitely deserves his time to to get things going and get things right, and a a great start would be to win six or seven games next year. Right. Yeah. It's, it, but we're all frustrated. We get it. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the players and the coaches are more than we are, but it's, it's frustrating. So right. I'm, I'm with, I'm with you. Hopefully we can turn that sucker around. So Jackson, what's your thoughts on this and, or what, or what do you think about 2020? Well, let's say, you know, besides the obvious of continuing our meat judging dynasty. Um, Heck yes. No, I actually, you know what? I'm going to throw this over to, uh, kind of Keith's playing field I even though I'm not a, a huge baseball guy over the years I mean from what what I've seen from from Texas Tech baseball I truly do feel like they I mean Tim Tadlock has really built this program up into a a powerhouse and I I think we're I mean I, I obviously Keith would know better than I do as far as the X's and O's and um you know ins and outs of our teams but I really feel like in 2020 or in you know in the next 2 to 3 years that like our baseball team is is just knocking on the door winning a, a college world series. I mean, we've uh it, it seems like we're gradually getting better every year that we go. Obviously with this year being our best outing, making it to the 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 final four of baseball and coming up just against a hot a hot Michigan team. You know, like you said, we swept them early in the year and then they started catching heat there towards the end. Um, you know, I actually watched that. I was, uh, I think, can't remember somewhere over maybe in Pflugerville. I was getting ready for a wedding, and I watched it at our hotel that we were at, the Michigan game that we lost five to three, and that was one that we were in it and just made some costly errors. I really felt like we could have won that game, and so to me, obviously, Vandy was pretty dominant. Um, you know, they they have been the last couple of years, but I I'm excited to see what the, what this baseball team can do. I actually feel like they have one of the best shots out of all of our programs to potentially, you know, win a, a college world series or, or win a national championship. Right. Keith, he took your thunder, didn't he? No, uh, I, I was really just going to agree with, I was going to agree with football. I'm a football fan too. And, um, I was going to toss in on football. Not only do we need to win home games, but, uh, they need to move the going band back to the, 
to the student section. Um, but, I agree. Oh God. Yeah. I want to, I'm an, I'm an old and I'm on the West side and I want to hear them. Um, but anyway, yeah. we're all going band guys. Those that aren't. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, uh, you're spot on. You're spot on Jackson. The, the, D1Baseball.com, and I make no allusions to this, I think they're the best outlet in the country as far as covering college baseball. They do a great job. And they've just taken to now, like, is this Tech's year? You know, it's just a matter of not if but when for Tech. I mean, the the what Tadlock and J. Bob Thomas and Matt Gardner have built is is unbelievable, and there's others on that mm-hmm. staff too. And, um, like, the, J- the JUCO class right now for next season is ranked number one in the country, and I, yeah. I know for a fact that J. Bob Thomas thinks that he can get those guys on campus. He's not, he not going to lose them. And so, yeah, it's really just a matter of when do the pieces fall in place, when do you get a little bit lucky, and uh, when do you know when do guys step out? And this season, I think there's a few more questions. There's a lot of new faces, and you lost some really senior guys and a top ten draft pick in Josh Young. But it's once again a reload. It's once again a chance mm-hmm. to couple freshmen, you know, really put it together. You move some guys around. You find the right the special mix, and then all of a sudden something happens again. So yeah. uh, I hate it. I hate the wait and see. <laughs> but it's a long season sport, and you just kind of have to wait yeah. and see what's yeah. going to happen. But yeah, they're. Uh, there's something else. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was actually I looked back today at when we hired Tim Tadlock as an assistant. He was the associate head coach. They hired him from OU. He was the best recruiter in the Big Twelve. They paid him one hundred and ninety thousand dollars, <laughs> and wow. he only made thirty thousand dollars less uh, than Dan Spencer as the head coach. And wow. now he makes wow. <laughs> now he's one of the few coaches in the country yeah, that yeah. makes over a million bucks. Um, That's amazing. So I I think it speaks to what they saw in him from the very beginning that you mm-hmm. almost pay him the salary of your head coach, and it was he made him the highest paid assistant in in Big Twelve baseball at the time, and now it's obviously paying off. But yeah, I mean that's nothing. Nothing's ever going to be higher on my wish list in any year than <laughs> than a national championship in baseball or a chance to go to Omaha again. Oh yeah, I tell you, every year with that, so many players get drafted, and I'm like, how in the world are they gonna, you know, go go out and do it again? And they do. It just keeps repeating. It's just amazing, just amazing. I think that's a testament to Kirby Hoka too. I know we haven't touched on him yet, but I mean, what what he's done at Texas Tech over these last couple years is nothing short of uh, phenomenal. Yeah, very very good guy, and um, I'm I I hope his legacy isn't that fo- about football. Oh, yeah, you know, and and I've heard uh, have you, you probably have heard these bounce around too. It, it just you know you don't want that to be. There's so many other great things going on, and football can even just get up to where it should have been before. Just a bowl game, you know, man. just a bowl game, just something that kind of gives a little feather in your cap. I mean, he's done so good for Texas Tech. It's it's just so neat to see that. Yeah. So. Really proud of him. So, so th- those are the questions that I basically had. What is there any other comments or, or thoughts that you have about this year at Texas Tech that I haven't uh, talked about, or or, or y'all want to share? Well, here I got one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's about all I'm good for. You know what? It was perfect. The, the Red Raider Nation understands. I was saying that one. Yeah, fo- football season. I think everybody got pretty acquainted with that sound. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, yes. <laughs> for sure. That's for sure. 
Well, I tell you, one one of the things that I like to do uh, when we have guests on on the um, Guns of Nation podcast is we have five quick questions that we we just basically ask them for a quick response answer, and it's not something you have to prepare ahead of time. You're pretty easy, straightforward, but it's just been kind of fun to hear the variety. So I'm going to ask each one of you these questions, and we'll start with the first one. I'll start with will be with Steve. Okay, so Steve, if you were going to give a tour to a person who had never been to Texas Tech, where is the first place you would take them? Uh, 100% that will be Stangle Beach. <laughs> I mean, in the recruiting session, the job's done after that. I hope that place is still there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. Okay. All right, Keith, what about you? Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can't top that. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I'm going to kind of use a twofer, but I – I'm a nerd. I mean, all the way around. I'm a nerd for Texas Tech. I love the history of the campus. I'm always going to default to the administration building. I think it's one of the coolest buildings there is. But also yeah. the middle of the Pfluger Fountain at Memorial Circle. Take them out there. Let them hear the echo chamber when you stand out there and look. Look at you get to look at everything. Oh, you get so to look cool. out to Broadway. Look up the key. Look at the quad. Talk about Carol Lights. Look at the admin building. That's that's the spot right there. That is. I, I kind of want to echo the memorial circle a little bit and probably the seal. Uh, I like, because you know, that would be, well, here's where you get your cap and gown, and then you come out here, and you and 90 other people stand in line and wait to take <laughs> a picture at the seal while cars are driving by honking at you. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a fun thing. And then uh, I graduated as an electrical engineering student, so I would take them to the basement in the double E building in the key and just say, is this something you really want to do? Because it's dark down here, oh, man. and you're asked to be down here a lot, <laughs> and you miss a lot of games and a lot of exciting, fun things because you're down in the basement working on the lab with no windows. So it'd be kind of a scared straight scenario. Nice. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jackson. So let's hear it. being a political science major, I'm the first thing I'm going to do is avoid Holden Hall at all costs because I, I don't know if they've I don't know if they've oh, updated it lately, oh but gosh. I think. You know, there were some rumors of asbestos nope. going around. Kids were dropping like flies over there. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it wasn't wow. that bad. But but we used to, <laughs> you know, joke around about holding. So we're we're avoiding holding hall. And then, you know, after after showing them around kind of some of the hot spots, like y'all said, um, the memorial circle, maybe take them over to the sub. I think we're heading across the street over there on university and, and checking out bar PM. And if that's not great, then we're probably gonna just keep going down to the cottages pool. I like it. I like Man, it. Man, all these places I don't know about. Is J Pat still around? If we're going off campus, I'm taking them to Blue Light. Don't worry. Hey, we, that's that's a question to come. Don't worry. That's a question to come. Oh man, I jumped the gun. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> There's a segue. That's right. Segue yeah. into the next one. So, um, well, heck yeah, let's do that next. Okay, so we're going to start with you, Jackson, since you started this thing. So, favorite restaurant or hangout in Lubbock? Oh, let's see. Man, I hadn't. <sighs> Been a while. I'm trying to think. Favorite hangout? Blue light. I mean, blue lights a is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say probably. You know, I hate to be that guy, that generic tech fan, but you know, Chimmy's is always fun. Good, good little uh, spot to go to midday. Actually, you know, food food is solid as well. So I guess that's kind of a twofer, you nice. know. Nice. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'd go. I'll go Chimmy's. Chimmies are, you know, blue lights good. All Just right. kind of try, try to stay out of the the heart of depot. Yeah, I got you. Okay, Steve, what do you think? See, so, yeah, we don't know these names, do we? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Keith Ab and I, we're 
we're old. We're, we're old school. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm very sad that Great Wall is no longer oh, there. Man, I love Great Wall. And uh, <laughs> you know, don't laugh, you know, guys. Crystals is gone too, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about cowpokes? No, let's not. Do go. they still have lubies? <laughs> <laughs> no, no lubies. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I used to love like, from a restaurant standpoint. I mean, you know. One guy's is good, Spanky's is good, but I loved Abuelos. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. still this is a place we headed. So yeah, I, I, I guess it's still there. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Then it's okay. spread around. Yeah. We've got one down in Midland Odessa too, so it's good stuff. So good deal. All right, Keith, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go straight to it. There's no secret. Anybody that's anywhere close to me on social media, Blue Light is my place. The owners are good friends of mine. I've been going since college. We do a charity golf tournament together and all kinds of stuff throughout the year. I, I love it. There's a home away from home nice. and I love live, love live music and the people. Mm. It's a good spot. I like it. Michael. Well, I'm a sports bar guy, so I'm going with Cap Rock Cafe. Nice. Uh, Ooh, that's you a could, good one. Either one. Either one's fine. The the one on 34th gives you a little bit more of a vintage vibe, if that's what you're yeah. going for. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, some down and dirty wings, cheeseburger in paradise. They're Texas Pecos Queso, their Cholula sandwich. I, you know, I've got, I've kind of got a, their menu memorized. It's going to sound bit. like it's it. A, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite places. And of course, the schooners are always ice cold. Yes. And, uh, I, you just, you know, it's, it's hard to get me out of a sports bar. I can always find something to watch. Right. That's good stuff. Hey, real quick, Keith, the ice cold schooners, I think, is like a Lubbock phenomenon. Yeah. Because, you don't. I don't go to many bars where they serve beer in a schooner anymore. Much less where it's so cold that ice is forming on your beer on the bottom of the schooner. God, too, like, I miss that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, but that's true. There's not very many around. That's a good point. Well, that was all, that was always the fun part too. Was when was it going to fall in your lap? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Going to happen. It's so true. I got spoiled on my first weekend. Actually, whenever I was doing my visit, I, I got my cousin was um, going to Texas Tech at the time and took me to Cap Rock. And yeah, I, I spent a lot of. Uh, Good hard-earned money over there. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe that's where I should have said I should take somebody when they're coming to check out Tech Campus. Oh, yeah, Cap yeah. Rock. Cap Rock's a good spot. Hey, it doesn't mean you have to get started on the campus. You're right. There so. was there was <laughs> another. I heard uh, back when I was in school that Waco has schooners, but they don't call them that. They call them O's yeah, or something I, like that. It goes at George's, bro. Yeah, it's... Uh, George's Bar, like the Pat Green song. Oh, okay, okay. I've only been once, but they yeah, they, they do have schooners there. That's like one of the only other places I've been to that has those. That's a chalice of beer. I mean, that's all oh, it is. Yes. It's, it's brilliant. So a goblet, <laughs> a goblet. <laughs> okay, Michael, we're coming to you for this next one. Who do you consider as Tech's biggest rival? Oh man, this is always a good question. I, know, uh, I love this question. It, it changes for for me almost every year now. Every um, every weekend? No, I'm kidding. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, sometimes it's like, well, who who are we f- battling f- for recruits? Who are we battling f- battling for on the recruiting trail? That you know, they flip a coin and some of them come to tech and some of them go there, or who do we, you know, we fall and we play six and six each year or seven and five each year or whatever. I, I'm kind of for the last few years, I thought it was Oklahoma State and. You know, TCU could kind of be mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Baylor could, just because it seems like a lot of us really don't like Baylor. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I'm going to go back with Oklahoma State, just because 
that for a long time that was kind of a especially on the football side you thought well they've got a former quarterback he's making it work why can't we and <laughs> that kind of stunk and they've got all the signals and all that kind of stuff and they're kind of the kid brother of their state and true uh you know baseball's had some head-to-head some great matchups even just this last year i believe it was the super regionals uh that was some uh great baseball to watch the basketball team you know they they had a rough year last year but they'll probably get back going again pretty soon yeah they're well coached it's i would have to say them i think across the board it's kind of a coin flip game for the most part uh whenever tech faces off against oklahoma state yeah good call jackson oh that's uh you know i, I want to lean towards TCU initially and that might just be more of a personal thing i know anyone who's listened to our podcast knows and I'm sure there's there's you know <laughs> people in this in this uh, feed that that feel the same way. My disdain for Gary Patterson, <laughs> and so it's more of just a personal almost vendetta against TCU. And I was at that game. I was in college for the the one in Fort Worth where they like ran out of fireworks. I forgot the score, but it was eighty something to I think like twenty seven, and that was left a bad taste in my mouth, but I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I, I might be another kind of the oddball out here, but I almost feel like, you know, everybody kind of in a way almost disrespects tech. So it's like, I, we just have this animosity for a lot of different teams. Like y'all said, it's almost like pick one, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I think my, if I had to, if I was nailed down, I had to give one, it, it would be TCU. Got it. All right. Keith. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the days, uh, Michael and I were at school at the same time, like early 2000s, and that was definitely a time where we hated everybody almost equally unless they were <laughs> yeah. in Texas. That's yeah. how I feel. And so, but I think that, I think parity is important, you know, for a for a rivalry, and so yeah, you got to be competitive, so I'm not going to even pretend, like, I'm just going to totally focus on, on baseball, as far as I'm concerned, and Fair TCU enough. and Oklahoma State are the series. I mean, that's... Yeah. Those are the guys you want to beat. Those are the they're the along with tech generally somewhere around the class of the conference. And yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to look at any one school across everything and feel like we're consistently competitive, you know, especially with football being down. So yeah, I think that uh mm-hmm. I think that o- Oklahoma State and TCU I I too share Jackson's hate for Gary Fatterson and I, uh, <laughs> I I kinda wish he still did the shoe thing just to hate him. Oh, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Matt Rule is an ugly dude. Yeah, he is. As much as I had to see his tongue and him oh, licking Lord. his face uh. during that game, oh I was just done. And my yeah, wife hates him because yeah. his clothes are idiotic. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I I, I hate that little whatever he wears. I just call it a bib. bib. It's just a bib. Yeah. It's a smock. Yeah, smock. That's (laughs) terrible. Oh, yeah. All right, Steve. You know, for me, it sort of depends on the sport. I mean, you know, you always want to, in football, always want to beat Texas no matter what. But, uh, you know, right now I have a lot more disdain for Oklahoma than than Texas. Just, you know, they're sort of bastards. (laughs) But um, (laughs) Right on. But, but, you know, when when, when you look at – at basketball, though, I mean, it's pretty cool, though, to see that Kansas is our rival. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. And true. it shows you just how far the basketball program's come along. And, and, uh, and it's that, you know, usually our rival is, is usually a team that annoys us the most. And I hate how Texas treats us like the redheaded stepchilds. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, it's, it's either Kansas or, or Texas or Oklahoma for me. Got it. Okay. Here's, here's one here. Um, Keith, we've already kind of answered this question for you. Uh, favorite building on campus that you said admin, right? 
Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. So I have this super nerdy hobby where I uh, collect old school Texas Tech uh, postcards. Yeah, like trying to put the whole collection together of of certain different runs and stuff. And the admin building ones are my just flat out favorite. Some of those old paintings and drawings and mm-hmm. photos from the twenties and thirties are just really cool. They're fantastic. Michael, what about you? Favorite building? Well, I'm I'm kind of at a disadvantage here. I was a transfer student. I went to the the college down the road over I'm at South Plains Texan. Okay. So I, I came over a little bit late. So I spent pretty much ninety percent of my time in the key. Nice. And then I guess this is such a lame answer. Probably the student union building because they rebuilt it while I was there and I really liked what they did Ain't with nothing it. Wrong with that. I'll tell you, let me we interviewed um Dr. Ethan Logan, who's the vice president of admissions. He had the best quote that the student union is the living room of the tech campus. I thought that was awesome. Isn't that cool? I like that. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that good. too. Something different there. So, Jackson, what do you think? Let's see. Does the uh, Rawls Golf Course count? That's on campus. Hey, right? hey that's that to to me. That's a great place. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no, that's. I was going to say. I know Tech's got such a, a large campus. Um, we used to. I, I took one. Uh, or I had two PE credits. One was at the um, the rec for uh, yoga, which was great class and the other one was for golf over there at the Rawls course and getting to go out there that's I mean that's a really well maintained and in a good place to go relax and uh you know hit, hit the links but I would say as much you know kind of trash as I was talking about Holden Hall I did spend a lot of time in there for uh you know for my classes and for my major and I will say that at the the front entrance uh, that you go through they actually do have a really cool um historical it, it's sort of just a, a walkabout you know it, it goes in a circle and you you can go around and it's got all these uh murals and and it's it, it is it's neat it's kind of like a little mini museum in there and it's a, a pretty cool room so i would say that's um you know a, a good spot to go check out it originally was the museum oh okay holden hall was holden hall was texas tech's museum at one point no i didn't wow. know that i, feel, I, I should have wow, that's that. cool hey learn something new every day i told you guys nerd for tech history over here <laughs> <laughs> very cool steve what about you yeah you, know, you know before i tell you uh i played the rawls course once i lost four sleeves of pro v1 golf balls Dude, it's <laughs> so hard <laughs> golly yeah it cuts you deep and sometimes it's just you know I, i'm tired of looking for it in the grass you know it's just you just give up <laughs> uh now you know this one's an easy for easy one for me just had so many great memories you know being the going band and everything but it's, it's a school of music uh you know nice it was cool that was connected to the to back then it was called university center and and yep. uh, now the sub and and uh, it was you know just a great place to hang out and is it, music building high school yeah it really was that's right. I mean that's you know my be- met my best friends there and and uh, so it was just a great experience and a lot of good memories and I always look forward to going back nice all right so here's the last question so who is your favorite coach professor or mentor either any one of them at Tech and I'll start with you Jackson. Well, I'm going to go with the cop out because I, um, as, as embarrassing as this is to admit, my favorite professor, I can't remember his name because it's been four years, right. but it was, uh, he's, I think he's maybe the dean for the, uh, political or for, uh, poli sci and, and the, the, you know, or political arts or whatever. But anyways, he was like a, I mean, every class, he was basically a stand up comedian. I, I got to go look that up because that's going to bother me now. And it was such a, uh, you know, just gotta gotta take it to to fulfill my uh, 
you know, major uh, prerequisites, but it was or my major requirements, I should say. And he was every class, man, was a hoot. Just watching that guy doing some stand up comedy. But I got to go with Chris Beard, man. I mean, he it's and even in a year like this, we talked about earlier how we're we're somewhat not not a bad team by any means. We're just, you know, got a kind of a wake up call from the national championship and we have some some growing to do. There's a lot of pieces that need to be put together. And I think that it's uh, this team can be competitive once we get into Big 12 play. But that the the leadership that he shows on and off the court. I mean, I love watching his fireside chats. He's someone who markets himself and markets the school and markets this team so well. Yeah, uh, and reaches reaches out to all. I mean, across Red Raider Nation to all different kinds of fans. And I think what he's done just in in his short time here at Texas Tech has been again just it, it's really almost miraculous to watch. And so I'd say I, I got to go with Chris Beard. Nice. Michael? Well, I've got two answers. One of them is a little bit more personal. Uh, when I transferred from South Plains College, we did a, of course, a campus tour and all that kind of stuff. And we met with our advisors. And I met with the uh, electrical engineering advisor. And, and she pretty much just tried to, to scare the crap out of us. And <laughs> she, she told us how many people start and then how many people fail and how, you know, what the failure rate was, not the success rate, the failure rate of, of the program and all that kind of stuff. And it did kind of freak me out, but she became a really great person to lean on. And she helped me get into classes to, to graduate when I needed, you know, I needed a, a certain uh, elective or something like that. She was, she was super sweet and super nice kind of once I was there for a year or two and she realized that I may not actually just drop out. Uh, so I think her name was Judy Patterson. She was fantastic. And, and she did scare the, the crap out of me the first, you know, the first time I met her, but over, over the years, I think I, I won her over. Uh, so she was really somebody that I was, that left a big impact on me. And then I hate to say this guys, but my favorite coach might be the guy that we just fired. I wanted Cliff Kingsbury to win so bad. I was I was on board with that hire. I remember it was 12 12 2012. Uh it I was at my in-laws in Kentucky. I'd gotten all this stuff on my phone and they're saying, "Oh my gosh, we're hiring Cliff Kingsbury." And I just thought it was the greatest thing ever and I instantly gave him 7 years on the spot. And um you know, I think it was time for the school to move on and for him to move on and I don't want to get into any of that because that's right. I, I think the right decision was yeah. made and it may have even been made a year or two too late, but yeah, he might've been my favorite coach just because I still root for the guy like, like crazy. I've, I've, I've watched but, way too much Arizona oh. Cardinals football this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah. can say they don't like that guy. I mean, no, he's just was, a class act. That was the most graceful departure for a, a college football coach. I mean, people were, it's like losing a family member. It really was. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of, you, you know, you knew it was right and you knew it was, best for both parties at that point but it's still just it just hurts you a little bit it hurts yeah, it you does. just hated it yeah steve yeah i'll go with my favorite coach uh you know i could pick a lot of different people but uh i love the coach knight era at at tech um he put tech on the map it blew my mind that i could watch sports center every single night and they were talking about texas tech and coach bobby knight and and all that great stuff, uh, you know, it it was what I think was the beginning of the evolution of tech basketball, and and uh, and he's a big reason why we have Coach Beard on on, on campus now. And um, 
true. The only thing he did wrong was bring his son Pat to campus with him. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I got to ask you: did, did you ever watch Night School? I sure did. <laughs> did you see that? That I, I used to love that show. <laughs> That's awesome. You ever watch a YouTube video of him yeah. uh, trying to uh, take golf lessons? And uh, no, that's I'm, I'm, look for it. I, I mean, a, you, you can't watch around family or young children because it's highly censored. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just don't make them like Bobby Knight. That's they right. really don't. All right, Keith, look, get the tail end here. You're the last one. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take two also. I'll give you my favorite coach. And it's not just because of baseball. I just love Tim Tadlock. Um, he's just a throwback old school kind of guy. He likes to fish. He likes to sit around and just tell a story and drink a brew. And I mean, it's just my kind of guy. I like him. I love Chris Beard. I love the personality and all that too. I got a little bit of that in me, but I feel like I just identify with Tim Tadlock. He's got a biting dry sense of humor. I like him, but um, I'll go personal on the, on the professor thing. Um, I actually came to tech to be a a music major, music ed. And uh, that's how I got in the going band. And then I changed my freshman year to HDFS and I didn't really have a lot of direction. And I kind of fell into um, a horse related certification and minor at the end of school. I stayed an extra year and did this equine science certificate. And there's a professor there that I really connected with. His name's Chris Wilson. And, uh, hmm. first thing I loved about him, he got his undergrad at A&M. Then he came to tech for his master's and his doctorate. And he completely switched allegiances and became one of the most diehard red Raiders I've ever known. And so, I mean, I fully support that, quitting on the Aggies and coming to Tech. Right. But uh, he just took me under his wing. He really kind of expected a lot out of me. He gave me a path to grad school when I didn't have a lot of direction and didn't really know what I was going to do and um, really just pushed me to be better and, and I think as good mentors and professors do. And he moved on from Tech, and I finished grad school and all that. And he actually – he was a young guy, but he passed away with from cancer a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. so he's just a guy I remember fondly as somebody that had a big, you know, impact on my time at Tech and and on my time in the ag college and just, uh, just a dude that – you know, you would hope that as a father, you know, a, a guy, I hope that I send my kid to college one day and they find somebody like that that'll push them to be better than they think they can be. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good tribute there. So as, as we wrap this up, I'm going to just want to give everybody a chance to just highlight their own individual respective podcasts one more time. So Michael, uh, turn over to you first. Just give us a, another quick heads up of how we can get in touch and listen to the 23 personnel. Sure. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at 23 personnel. That's at two, three personnel. You can find Spencer Rogers at punts suck. You can find me at Michael underscore LBK and our podcast is available just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. Thanks again, Keith, for having us on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, glad glad you could be on, Michael. All right, uh, Keith, Patrick, and Dinger Derby. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dinger underscore Derby. Uh, pretty active there. Also have a Dinger Derby Facebook page. You can find me personally at Keith B. Patrick on Twitter. Pretty active there as well. And uh, I post the pod on Staking the Plains, and then you can also find it anywhere else, just like Michael and all these other guys. You can find it anywhere there's podcasts. You can ask your Google Home or find it on Spotify or whatever it is. But uh, appreciate anybody that's interested in subscribing and looking forward to a season coming up. I'll have a couple of fall report episodes coming up with some guys that know a lot more about baseball than I do that are going to walk us through a little bit uh, looking forward to that Keith. so thanks for thanks for the quality show you do jackson griffin uh, rambling raiders tell us about that yes sir and let me start off by again thanking you keith for having us all on i know this has been a lot of fun and it's a good way to spread content 
to Texas Tech fans. I'm sorry I didn't hit my beer quota tonight. It looks like we're only at three. So <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, hey, we're still proud of you, man. We'll have to work on that for next time. <laughs> we can stretch this out if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to go another 30. Right. But, uh, yeah, let me say uh, you can find us. We're you know all across social media. We have, Our Twitter is at Ramblin' Raiders. We're on Facebook at Ramblin' or It's just Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. is Facebook page. And then on Instagram, which uh, actually tends to be uh, one of our kind of better sites, is just at Ramblin' Raiders, and, and we post a lot to our story, you know, vlogs and stuff of what's going on. We have a bunch of promotions coming up with koozies, and we're trying to get to T-shirts and things like that. So we're uh, merchandising it, and um, yeah, we appreciate anyone that you know wants to go subscribe and and give us a listen. You know, we're like I said, kind of starting off but excited to keep this thing going. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. When join your show, okay, Steve, uh, Guns Up Nation. All right, so you can find us on Twitter at Guns Up Voice, uh, or you can find our podcast just about uh, any place that you listen to uh, your major podcasts out there, iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, and, of course, on Facebook, you'll find the Guns Up Nation uh, fan page on there. So it's a lot of fun. Certainly invite anybody that uh, wants to join us in the uh, Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Uh, hop onto our, our fan page and join us there. That's uh a chance to have bragging rights on the tech campus plus uh capital one's giving away a hundred or giving away a million dollars so hey not that we have anything to do with that but why not if you win dinner's on you that's what we're saying yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yep. steve mckelkey guns up nation jackson griffin ramblin raiders keith patrick of the dinger derby michael mcdonald of the 23 personnel gentlemen thank you this has been a blast i appreciate it i'm excited about the future of texas tech it's been a fun year and i guess at the end we've just got to give a big reckon tech on three you ready on one two three reckon tech. tech thanks for tuning in to dinger derby and sharing our love for texas tech red raider baseball you can connect with keith on twitter at dinger underscore derby and find more texas tech sports content at stakingtheplanes.com Help us out by rating us and leaving a review on iTunes. And remember to tell your friends about the show. Keith will be back next week with another episode of Dinger Derby. And until then, wreck of tech. Keep your hand on your gun. Don't you trust anyone. There's just one kind of man that you can trust. That's a dead man or a gringo like me. Be the first one to fire Every man is a liar There's just one kind of man who tells the truth That's a dead man or a gringo like me